You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Brady steps up and throws another interception. It's another Brady turnover against the Saints. C.J. Gardner-Johnson all the way back to the 35. The Saints have managed to make him look human. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. It is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe Ojo, G, Aaron Hawksworth here on a Monday Recapping, reacting, and looking ahead here, the NFL Week 8, almost in the books. We had a Monday night game tonight, which we'll get to later on in the show. Right now, though, we go out to the guest line. And joining us on the Roman guest line is our Odyssey NFL insider, Michael Lombardi. You can also hear Michael on the GM Shuffle, his weekly podcast available on the Odyssey app. Mike, a crazy day in the NFL yesterday. Backup quarterbacks doing their thing. Um, and really, in a way, none of us expected. Uh, let's. We, we heard the Saints as we came back from break there. Sean Payton now, last four years, 11-2, and two as a, straight up as an underdog. Why, why is Sean Payton so good uh, at this? And, and, Mike, why do you think Tom Brady struggles so much against Dennis Allen's defense three times now in a row in the regular season? Well, you know, look, if you even go back to the conference championship game last year, he struggled in that game too. I mean, it was that Drew Brees just struggled way, way more. You know, Brees was not very good in his last game as a New Orleans Saint. But I, I think a couple things. You know, Peyton understands how to run the ball against the Bucks, right? So it's a hard thing to do. When you play Tampa Bay and Todd Bowles and his defense, it's really, really challenging to have any kind of run game. I mean, the Patriots, I think, had eight carries for minus eight yards. Yesterday, the Saints had 32 carries, 32 carries for 152 yards in a game to where they had to run the ball because, you know, they're playing Trevor Simeon, a quarterback. Now, Winston ran it four times for 40 yards before he got hurt. One of them was the long of 20. But I think so they, that Sean knows how to run the ball. He knows how to not to get into a 50-pass game against Todd Bowles, which is the most critical thing you, you must do. Because once you get into that much of a passing game against Bulls, his blitzes and his ability to play the pass really creates a lot of problems. So, And then Dennis Allen defensively, you know, they give up a ton of yards. They gave up a ton of yards. But what he doesn't do a good job is he forces the ball in Brady's hand. He doesn't let Leonard Fournette beat him. Leonard Fournette had eight carries for 26 yards. So Brady has to carry the load. And there's oftentimes the miscommunication Without all of the receivers that he trusts, Gronk, Antonio Brown, there's mistakes, and the, the Saints are able to capitalize on them and make the plays. Michael, there was a lot there for uh, last night. Dallas, Minnesota, the whole Cooper rush situation, late touchdown to Amari Cooper, but apparently Minnesota had no idea. I would say to them, if you pay attention to the betting markets, guys, uh, you would know that Cooper rush is going to be starting that game. And another case of uh, Cousins struggling in prime time. What do you think of Sunday night football? 
You know, I thought that was, you know, I thought it was a really poor game design-wise by the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, look, they gave up 20 points to Cooper Rush, and if they tackle Zeke Elliott on the check down, I mean, the, the Cowboys are settling for the field goal there, right? They throw the check down to Zeke, Barr misses the tackle, and next thing you know, they win the game. They kind of kind of walked into it. But I, I, I thought the really the problems start and end. I mean, all the publicity is going to happen about the, you know, they didn't know that, that Cooper Rush was going to play, really, at the end of the day, they did a horrible job offensively. They're one for 13 on third down. They couldn't make any plays in the passing game but in spite of what they did the opening drive. And that really was the problem. I mean, they kept trying to run bootlegs and nakeds, and the Cowboys played them really well. They got, you know, 13 third downs, and they only converted one of them. So how are you going to win a game with that? How are you going to win a game thrown for 184 yards? You're not. And so to me, as much as we're going to talk about they didn't know Cooper Rush, the problem in this game was the offense and their inability to make plays in the passing game. And as you mentioned, I mean, Cousins in big time, in prime time. And it wasn't that he got hit. It wasn't one of those games where, oh, my God, he's getting under, he's under pressure. He had time. He just didn't make very good throws, nor did they have a very good game plan on how to attack the Dan Quinn defense. You had a great weekend. Um, so with this Derrick Henry news, how do you think it affects the AFC South, um, you know, Carson Wentz looked horrible for the Colts. I don't even know what I saw yesterday. Just curious your thoughts on this division now. Well, I thought you saw a quarterback that when when there's no pressure on him, when you're 0-3, he starts playing good. But all of a sudden, you know, when he's over that five-foot putt for birdie that he needs to make to stay in the tournament, he gets the yips. I mean, those decisions he made in the fourth quarter and in overtime are horrendous. They cost the team their, they cost his team the game. I mean, they have no business losing that game. They really shouldn't have. And now they've got to pay the price. But with Henry having this fracture, you know, this changes the whole tenor of how the, how the Titans have to play. I mean, you can't just hand the ball off to anybody and feel like behind this offensive line, you're going to be able to make things go. It puts a lot of pressure on Tannehill, especially in their drop-back pass game, which they don't really have one. I mean, this is a devastating injury for the for the Titans. This is something I don't know if they're going to be able to overcome by the scheme and how they built their team around this incredible player. You know, and he was still in the game late in the game. This is the amazing thing. He's playing through the fracture. It was remarkable to me. So I think this has got, you know, I think that the, the, North, the South is still up in air, even though the Colts lost that game yesterday, because the Titans are no easy out or no way they're just going to be able to play as well as they played the last three weeks. Henry's the reason why they're able to generate the offense that they do. Mike, the entire AFC playoff picture is topsy-turvy right now. Uh, after tonight, 11 teams could have four wins. One of those teams is the New England Patriots. They go into Los Angeles yesterday. They win. This is two games now where Herbert has gone against Belichick, and Belichick's got the best of them. Uh, what are you seeing with the Patriots here? It feels like they're playing um, – they're just playing – really well together, like complimentary football. Some, some weeks it's been Mac Jones, some weeks the running game defense has been there. What are you seeing with New England as they kind of put this thing together uh, with Belichick and, and Mac Jones? Well, I think without beyond a shadow of a doubt, their offensive line has been the reason for their improvement. They've played much better in the offensive line. They're playing more cohesively on defense. You know, they did a great job. Mike Williams had two catches for 16 yards. Look, here's the, here's the way to beat the Chargers. Don't give up Mike Williams' big plays. Make them work the ball down the field. Give Keenan Allen 10, 12, 13 catches as long as they don't have a big play in it, and then keep Justin Herbert from making that big play. And then you can run the ball on the Chargers. I mean, you can control the ball. Every team has been able to control the ball on the Chargers for almost over 33 minutes. Their time of possession 
They never have the ball offensively. And yesterday they were bad on third down, couldn't make a big play. I thought the Patriots played their most complete game. They won a game, and Mac Jones didn't play well. He was 18 for 35 in the game, missed a couple easy throws, had a chance in the red zone. The game shouldn't have been close. I mean, they're two for six in the red zone. I mean, they really did not play well in the red zone, the Patriots, or else this wouldn't have been a three-point game. And I just feel like the Chargers have to find a way to get more consistency out of their offense, especially considering how people are playing them now. Nobody will, Since Don Martindale blitzed them, since the way that the, the, the Ravens played them, take away Mike Williams, and they don't have anything, and I think that's pretty much the case. Uh, Michael, the Bears up losing a home game by 11 to a Niners team that had lost four consecutive games. They lost because of the defense, but uh, the game was tighter throughout. Uh, so what do we think? Justin Fields wants Matt Nagy to stay home every week? <laughs> well, I mean, look, they ran the football effectively. Fields is 100 yards rushing in the game. You know, San Francisco only has the ball 23, 22 minutes in the game, and yet they're able to generate 33 points. Their defense did let them down. I mean, third and 20, you give up a slip screen for a touchdown. I mean, or for a 90-yard gain to the one-yard line. That's kind of remarkable, right? They didn't tackle. But at the end of the day, here's the reality, is the 49ers basically put the pressure on the, on the Bears' passing game. Once they got the lead, all of a sudden we've got to throw the ball, and the Bears are limited in terms of their passing game. I think the Bears have done a great job running the ball, but, you know, Fields is 10 for 103 yesterday. Everybody else is 26 for 73. They really can't run the ball. Fields could run the ball. And when they can't make plays in the passing game, their defense, especially without Khalil Mack, especially without a guy that can really rush the passer, you could attack this secondary in San Francisco playing behind Jimmy Garoppolo, who played very well, you know, came in and got the win. Mike, uh, Packers 7-1 and one now, um, but I feel like a lot of people aren't talking about the Packers as a top team. Where do you see them? Is it because of that dud in week one, or is it time that, you know, we start giving the Packers a little more respect? Well, I mean, they've got the greatest, they got the best player in the league on their team in terms of Aaron Rodgers. So you got to give him respect for that because, you know, without weapons, he's still able to win the game. He's fi- he finds a way. And I think they found something in A.J. Dillon and, and Aaron Jones, kind of the, 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 the two players that can play and complement one another. And, and when they get Bakari back, their left tackle, I think they're going to be even better offensively. And defensively, when they get Jarrell Alexander back, they'll be better defensively. So, no, I don't think anybody could take them lightly. Look, they're, they're a challenge to play uh, because Rodgers is so good and he can get them into the right play at the right time and he makes the plays that he needs to make. So, uh, you know, this is going, you know, with, with the way this is going, Tampa Bay, their liability on defense, especially against the pass, it sets up well for Green Bay if they get, to, get a chance to play them. Mike, uh, yesterday, third straight road game for the Bengals, and they lose it. And it's been that's a historical trend that that doesn't let up. You play three straight road games, that third one is difficult. I didn't see this one coming though, because it was Mike White. What did you see with the Jets' young quarterback filling in for Zach Wilson? And I mean, playing a superb game yesterday. I thought he was really accurate. He only had eight incompletions going into the game. Right, one of the ways you determine if a team's very good in their execution is to add the rushes and completions together. Those two numbers. It doesn't tell you who's going to win the game, but it tells you about your execution as a football team, right? And if you can get that number over 52, 53, if you get it to 55, that's great. Dallas going into the going into the game yesterday, they were at 58. So they execute really well. The Jets going into that game yesterday with Zach Wilson, the quarterback, they were at 40. They were at 40. That's one of the worst you could be. Yesterday, 
Mike White throws 38 completions. 30, he only throws eight incompletions. He did a great job. He was accurate with the football, a lot of screens, a lot of short throws, but he made it work. He was really good at being able to process the offense. He went from one receiver to the next one, got somebody, you know, and was able to make good decisions. And look, they're down 11 with 7.29 to go in the game. They're down 11 with 7.29 to go in the game, and they score a touchdown, and then Burrow throws the interception. that really cost them the game, and that was it. I mean, look, Cincinnati, for all we want to talk about, Cincinnati it was always on the edge. I mean, the, their offensive line is a disaster. And Burrow, that he can stand up after a game is remarkable. It really is. He takes so many hits. I don't know how he can do it, but that offensive line, they can't get, they couldn't block him. Joe Mixon couldn't get going. And if they can't get their run game going, it really, it really puts a lot of pressure on Burrow and Chase and Boyd and, and all their great receivers. So to me, T. Higgins, so I just thought it was one of those, it set up perfectly for the Jets to cover. Never thought they'd win, but I thought they'd cover. Uh, Michael, curious, uh, your perspective uh, with so much experience in NFL front offices on a couple other bigger stories off the field yesterday. Uh, Jay Glazer had the interview with Lane Johnson before the games got going, what he's been dealing with, why why he was not available. And then we get the announcement uh, Sunday morning about Calvin Ridley, that, that he's stepping away for personal reasons for the time being. Uh, so what kind of conversations are happening across the NFL today? Well, I mean, look, mental health is something serious. I mean, you could just tell. I, I could tell two weeks ago watching Calvin Ridley play, something was wrong with him. I didn't know what it was, but he didn't look like the receiver that we all know, and we all know how great he is. There was something going on with him. He just didn't look the same on the field. You thought perhaps he had an injury, a knee, an ankle, something. He just did not look right, and I hope whatever's going on in his life, he can get it straightened out. And same thing with Lane Johnson. I mean, you know, we, we often think of players as almost robotic, right? They're supposed to play good. Well, they deal with things that everybody else deals with and, and what's going on in their personal life and how they're handling their personal life. That's really important. Their mental health is really something that you've got to take into consideration. And we in the media, you know, when a guy doesn't play good, man, we go after him because he didn't play good. But do we really know the whole story? Is he playing injured? Is he healthy? Is he healthy mentally in terms of his lifestyle? Those are hard things to know. Monday Night Football, Giants at Chiefs. Any bets you like for tonight? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. 
Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash rs10 today. I actually think the Chiefs are going to play really well tonight. I think it's about time they do. I think that they that, that their cold water has been slapped on their face. I think they've got to wake up to reality. The Giants' defense has not been. Now, don't get caught by what happened against Carolina. That, that was kind of an aberration. But to me, I, I think I think when you look at this team, I think you got a chance to uh, they can move the football, especially on a secondary. And I think the blitzes of the Chiefs will make Daniel Jones have to play faster and create some problems. Mike, trade deadline is tomorrow. Um, inside front offices, we, we always hear like, well, if this team loses this week, if this team wins this week, does, do teams actually make those kind of decisions based on a very short sample? Or of the conversations that we might see come to fruition tomorrow with a deal, have they been happening for weeks now? How about that? Do you think teams actually make change their mind based on a win or loss yesterday? No, I don't. I mean, like, 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 let's take Cleveland. Would they trade Odell Beckham? Of course they would. Who's going to take the money? You got to spend eight million dollars for the next nine games. You know, all these trade times are about contracts. That's really what it's about. It's not about you know I'm going to trade this really good young player for your really good young player. No, it's about. I don't see this guy being part of my team next year. He's making $8 million. I want to get rid of him. i got to pay him anyway. Will somebody take it off my hands? It's more all financial. That, just follow the money in, this, in the trade. That will lead you there. Now, the Watson thing's a separate issue, right, because that's, going, that's some of the things that are happening off the field. But I think that's ultimately the case. It's all about dumping salary, trying to get your salary cap in order for next year, especially the teams like Washington and, you know, the Jets the Miami Dolphins, teams that know they're not going to be in this race. Great. That was Mike Lombardi, the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation, ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BeckQL now to get $15 off your first one. That's GetRoman.com slash BeckQL. We're back on the other side as we look at the state of the NFC after a crazy day around the NFL. Joel, Joe G. Aaron Hawksworth. It's BeckQL Daily presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. 